Three, two, one, action. We are so live, it hurts. Welcome to the weekday. This is episode 81. Ladies and gentlemen, you have joined us for a fantastic... 81? Yeah, 81 degrees. We've been doing this for 81. It feels like... Three, but also 83. Uh, it feels like 84, 85 maybe, because uh-huh. we've lost a few. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Uh, I'm just going to sit in my newspaper report or my news reporter pose for a little bit longer. Uh, I do want to welcome everybody here to the weekday, whether you're watching us live on the YouTubes or uh, on such places, listening to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Um, okay, so before we go on our <laughs> fantastic voyage today, um, did you ever watch the Magic School Bus? Yeah, absolutely. Did I you? have I got bones to pick with the Magic School Bus. I have several bones to pick. Well, about put this, one of them down on, about the, on this, the table. About the space episode. Arnold, who is... The nerd. Yeah, who's the nerd? Who also, like, I don't love the typecasting done on Magic School Bus. I want to <laughs> point that out real quick. I mean, Also, he could be Miss Frizzle's son, which, like, there's a conspiracy out there that Arnold... She's a miss. She's what? She's miss, right? Not missus? Or is it Miz? Miz. Yeah, it's Miz. Miz. Yeah. So you don't know. She's never you don't, married. You don't she know. She could have been divorced. Hey, you do not know. Here, but you do that. I'm going to go to ChatGPT okay. and see if Ms. Frizzle was uh, right. married. ChatGPT, well, Justin, you've been replaced as like our our third person with ChatGPT. Yeah, Just to let you know, this is the first outsourcing we're doing here at the church with AI. So, <laughs> Well, I was replaced last week. Right. Well, hold on. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that in just right. one moment. But Mike, continue on your thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I just so on the space episode, Arnold is getting upset because oh, he's the nerdy kid, so that means he doesn't like space. Huh? I don't want to be away from my home. Whatever. He's complaining the literally the whole episode. Not to mention the fact that they are in a magic school bus flying around the solar system within minutes. Within minutes. And he's still, I want to go home. I want to go home. And so, <laughs> and so what happens is they go to Pluto, right? Which, like, planet, not a planet, whatever. They, regardless, they go to Pluto. And Arnold, because he's so upset and wants to go home, he takes off his helmet on Pluto. <laughs> yeah, oxygen. And no, no, listen, listen. He takes off his helmet on Pluto. And then, as if they can see anything on Pluto. Do you know, realize how far away the sun is on Pluto? Okay. Uh, he takes his helmet off, and his head turns into, like, a block of ice. <laughs> it's easier cut, to breathe. I think I cut, remember that episode. Cut two when they're back in the classroom, and he just got a little stuffy nose. No! <laughs> his blood would boil, okay? 20 seconds in, dead. He'd be dead. I mean, that the would nitrogen s- would depressurize in his blood. That would solve the Boom. ice. It would solve the ice problem. Mm. His head would explode. It would solve the ice problem. Um, <laughs> so ChatGPT says it's unclear whether Miss Frizzle was married or not, as her marital status was never explicitly mentioned in the Magic School Bus series. Allegedly. However, however, it is important to note that a person's decision to get married or not is a personal <laughs> choice that can be influenced by a variety of factors, such we as their beliefs, we don't values, and life part. goals. It's also possible that Ms. Frizzle may not have been married or may have been married at some point, but chose not to disclose this information to her students. Ultimately, the reason for Ms. Frizzle's marital status is unknown as it was not a significant aspect of her character in the show. Okay, I just ChatGPT, Chat ladies and gentlemen, back, we back to me. So I. <laughs> so are you humble, so, no, the, hungry the, uh, or smart? I'm, Which, all, I'm all of them. Yeah. Um, so much. I'm so much of all. Look of how them. humble um, I yeah. am. Uh, Look how smart I am. No, no. So listen, listen. So I knew when I watched this in second grade that that was not right. I didn't understand the mechanics of why someone couldn't take off their like space helmet. 
you know, on Pluto or whatever. But like, I knew for a fact it was wrong. And I, from that point forward, was a giant skeptic of the magic school bus. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> I did so type what, into chat GPT, why can't I breathe on the planet Pluto? Yeah. It's because the atmosphere is thin and cold and mostly composed of nitrogen gas. Yeah. It's still typing. Right. Um, okay. So I didn't want to talk about this at all. Uh, I did have, I did want to play a would you rather, but before we get there, Justin, how are you feeling? Oh. Uh, you were not here on the last episode. Yeah. We were, our good boy Austin did some work um, and it was decent. It was adequate. I liked it. I liked it. I listened to the episode. You guys did a good job. We did have a a, yeah. a lot of. But he listened to it in spite. He was hate hate listening. I, I <laughs> it's yeah, like when I you break up with your girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, it's like you listen you listen to your song. You, you listen to the yeah your guys' song, but, <laughs> but then like with the windows open, crying yeah, as you're yeah, driving yeah. down the road. You got to feel your feels. I mean, yeah. Right. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Hey, listen, the show's got to go on. About that, the show's got to go on. Uh, I will say the quality level has been restored now that uh, Justin is back and his car Dang. is fixed and he's not Austin. sick. Um, Austin's not here, so I'm just going to talk behind his back. Um, <laughs> we're going to do a quick would you rather because I've been sitting on this one all day and I, I'm dying okay. to know. All right. uh, would you rather feel... Ooh. I already feel everything. Well, hold on. Would you rather feel slightly itchy for a year okay, or slightly damp for an entire year? Itchy. Why? Damp is cold. Yeah, but think about trying to sleep. You can sleep when you're damp. I can sleep when I'm damp. I can't well, sleep when I'm itchy. It just depends on like how itchy we're talking about. Can I relieve the itch as I'm itching? No, it? no, you you will scratch it, but then it'll come back. It's like a constant mosquito bite that never blow goes away. I mean, obviously, you've picked damp uh, by by your reaction. To <laughs> yeah. my... I live in Florida, so yes, I'm going to pick damp because you're I feel like we're already slightly, <laughs> slightly damp. Unless it's January, I'm slightly. Well, damp. where where's the dampness occur? All over. This is slightly itchy all over or slightly damp all over. Slightly itchy all over. See, well, this this is see, this is my problems with would you rather's is that <laughs> they're they're never clearly defined. Justin, would you rather yeah. feel slightly damp or slightly itchy? I mean if for it's, an entire if it's year. Slightly itchy, I'd choose slightly itchy. Yeah. I okay. don't I don't wanna yeah. Okay. You said you can sleep while you're slightly itchy. I can't sleep while I'm slightly damp. Have you ever like, tried? No. Like why would I I've fallen like, asleep in a pool before. And I was slightly damp. <laughs> but why did you fall asleep why, in the pool? Because yeah. I was hot and not itchy. Okay. Uh, so, okay. So if you guys are gonna, if you nerds are gonna say slightly itchy, then would you rather no, I'm feel? Always kind of slightly itchy. Would you rather feel? You're itching right now. Mm-hmm. You're scratching right now. Would you rather feel slightly oily or slightly itchy? I still feel like I'm gonna go itchy because. Uh, there can like when you scratch an itch, that's a good thing, you know. Uh, what you can't do anything if you're oily, you know. Like, how do you relieve? How do you get now? Granted, if you're slightly oily, like, what does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? The feeling of like you just stuck your hand well, then, in yeah, olive I oil. Guess I would probably rather do that because, like, that's you know, ugh. nah, I'm. St- I'm, I'm sticking. I'm going itchy at that point because oily is like the worst feeling in the world to me. Yeah, really? I'm, I'm sticking yeah. with itchy. Uh, to me, to me, that's that's a downgrade from being slightly damp. 
Oily so, is? Yeah, oily would be. You would rather be damp than oily. I would rather be damp than oily. But this is, this is sure. great content, guys. ChatGPT, I typed into it. the internet, would you rather feel slightly itchy or slightly damp? And I got an email. ChatGPT is spinning on this one for a while. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's got some thoughts. As an AI language model, <laughs> I do not have the ability that. to feel physical sensations, right. so I cannot have personal preferences between feeling slightly itchy or slightly damp. However, in general, feeling slightly itchy can be more uncomfortable and distracting than feeling slightly damp. ChatGPT agrees with me. Can be. An itchy sensation can yeah, make it difficult gonna, to focus on tasks or now activities. It's gonna, now it's going to play the opposite side. However, Go. both yep, sensations can be unpleasant, <laughs> and it ultimately depends I didn't even on... Know, I didn't even look at it, but I knew it was coming. I've been looking at the, the monitor the whole time, and I knew it was coming. So uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about um, awakening and formation and all that. Uh, but first, a word from our sponsor. <laughs> but first, our word from our sponsors. Open AI. Uh, Open Capri AI. Sun. No, it's Capri Sun. And Capri Sun. Yeah, OpenAI sponsors Capri those Sun. commercials slapped. They did, yes. Yeah. We'll be right back. Scene opens with kids running around and playing outside on a hot summer day. It's a hot day outside, and these kids are having a blast. Kids stop playing and gather around a table where Capri Sun drinks are being served. But when it's time for a break, nothing beats the refreshing taste of a Capri Sun. With its unique blend of fruit juice and water, Capri Sun is the perfect thirst quencher for any summer adventure. Kids take a sip of their Capri Sun drinks and let out a satisfied, ah, sound. (laughs) Capri Sun is made with no artificial colors, flavors, or preservatives, so you can feel good about serving it to your family. The scene shows a mom handing Capri Sun drinks to her kids who are playing on a beach. And with its convenient pouch design, Capri Sun is easy to take with you wherever you go. Whether you're heading to the beach, the park, or just hanging out in your backyard, Capri Sun is the perfect drink for any occasion. Scene shows kids happily drinking their Capri Sun drinks. So go ahead and grab a Capri Sun today. It's the perfect way to cool off on a hot summer day. And with Capri Sun logo tagline, Capri Sun, where fun meets fruit. <laughs> hey, we did it. High five. Chill. Where fun meets fruit. I love that line. That great. I think, wow. I think we've got something here. Where fun meets fruit. I, you want me to write a Hot Pockets one and then we can talk about that later? Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Chat Not, GPT, hey, Real quick, gentlemen. do you remember when we used to do um, podcast pop quiz? Yeah. Do you want do to do you, that with Chat GPT? No, no, no. Do you think that there's a podcast pop quiz for Capri Sun? Oh my gosh! Do you want to play we, this? Well, we have not. I mean, later, later, later. Let's let's do the, well, the actual. Oh my gosh, Mike, content. that is brilliant. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, I know. The thing that uh, everybody came here to see uh, is definitely not what we were just talking about. An ad read for Capri Sun. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Justin, do you think you hold on, do you think you can layer in stock video while we're doing that? <laughs> I'm I'm almost debating using that as the break. <laughs> oh my gosh! Can you do that? <laughs> yes, please do that. Okay, I love it. All right, keep going, keep going. Can you make a Capri Sun explode on screen? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you have a Capri Sun? Always, I do. Actually, at home, <laughs> I have kids. Here. Yeah. Well, Mike's got younger yeah. kids, so he probably has Capri I do. Suns. Yes. <laughs> cool. Um, what, Mads? Do you like Capri Sun? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How do you? How can you not? Ah, uh, you have. You're a human. So uh, the real topic to your uh, now that we're spin up here, spun up here, um, church has been changing. We've been talking about that a lot lately. We've been talking about kind of the changing landscape really throughout the last number of episodes. And something interesting has been happening that we kind of want to talk about. Um, I've been reading a book by this guy, Jefferson Bethke. I don't particularly like the book. Um, I'm just kind of reading it because... It was in my stack of reads, and once I start something, I kind of have to finish it. Right. Uh, it's called "The Hell with the Hustle," and it is like an earlier Language. take. 
to Hades with the hustle. Uh, <laughs> he double hockey sticks with the hustle. Um, and it's a to heck <clears throat> to heck with the hustle. Keep going. Not, sorry. In the 1800s, heck was a real I'm bad sorry. word. Keep going. Keep going. Um, and essentially, the entire book is John Comer's um, um, elimination, rest, rest, ruthless, ruthless elimination of hurry. But before that, like I think, I think. Um, this was written before that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was written in 2019, like yeah. right before it. And so they both kind of came out in the same streams. And so did, yeah. John Mark Homer didn't steal anything from what I've seen. But Bethke, uh, I don't necessarily like his antics and stuff online, but he's got some cool stuff to say in this. And one of the things that he's been saying is, you know, so talking about you need to take Sabbath, you need to take breaks, all those other things. But, but the big key part of it is that uh, we are constantly being formed right? Like there are things that are constantly, there are pressures outside of us. There are things in the world. There are things in our heart. There are family, familial obligations and things that are forming us, that are shaping us, that are turning us into, you know, mugs or, or things that are putting us in a shape. And one of the biggest mistakes that happens with people when they're kind of growing up is that they're taught to set goals. All right, this is my three-year goal. This is my six-month goal. This is my New Year's resolution thing. And the problem with setting goals, it's good to set goals, but the problem with setting goals is that you become a slave to the goal and you don't let yourself be formed except by the goal if you are holding true to what a goal actually is. A lot of times people set a goal and then they just like, nah, whatever, that's stupid. But if you're like a, a goal-driven person, yada, yada, yada. And so spiritual formation is not spiritual goal setting. Like we, we are, the goal is never to be, well, I'm Jesus now. The goal is I'm <laughs> gonna be constantly be formed like Jesus. Mm-hmm. So that kind of hit me. And then last night we were uh, in our council meeting um, and Steve Tamayo, I know you're listening. Thanks for being there, bud. Uh, Steve is a wonderful person to be at this council. Um, and he was kind of talking about some stuff and then we were we started talking about the church and then uh, another person in the council piped up and we were kind of talking about a lot of the good things that are happening around church. Because like, Bay Hope's kind of popping off right now. Really, it's like there's a cool feeling around it. There's a, right. there's a real, there's an atmosphere to everything that's happening. And the this person said, well, it's just so cool to see people back at church, right? I mean, our numbers are up across the board. Online numbers are up. Uh, well, they've kind of stayed the same, but they're up overall year over year. And in-person numbers are going up. Children's children's numbers are going up. Mm-hmm. Your wife works with uh, Kristen. You know her. I do. She uh, Her numbers are up. Like everybody's numbers are up. And that's great. That means people are coming back to church. This is typically what happens around this time of year anyway. Um, but... I sat there and I, in light of the kind of the formation and the goal setting, I started thinking twofold. Number one, was the goal to get people back in the building? Sure. Like, was that the goal of the church? Some may argue yes, some may argue no. I don't think we're going to have that discussion today because I think that can go different ways. And I think that I don't necessarily know that that's arbitrarily good for the church. But the other, the other part of it was all these people are showing up. How are we forming them? Like, mm-hmm. how, are we, how are we influencing what God has given us to form them spiritually. And then Mike and I were talking about it, I think this morning, and then the bigger topic arose of, okay, we have a culture now of people that have no clue what the church is, that grew up on fire and brimstone, like the church is a bunch of televangelist people that are trying to steal my money, that are all doing all these things. Then you go on TikTok, and two of the things that are constantly popping up on my TikTok are two guys doing live videos, they're pretty much the same guy. There's different iterations, but there's one guy who has behind him um, on some sign or some like overlay that says, Jesus is God, prove me wrong. And then he's bringing people, it's great. It's a great idea. But then he's bringing people on live and they're debating about the existence of Jesus and all these other things. Mm-hmm. And then vice versa, 
and the the stronger case that's being made is uh, there is no God. Prove me wrong. Okay. And so it's you have these two sides, and the people, the larger audience is going to the people that are saying there is no God. Like right. there's not, and that, the argument is is not cogent, and so there's a lot of people not being able to argue for the faith. And so I don't know. I I, I wanted to have this kind of open discussion on like first of all, where do we see ourselves forming people, not setting goals for people, but forming people, and secondly. How do we improve that? Like, what do, what do we, what do we think of that as as church leaders? Mm-hmm. Well, I think that to to talk about just to maybe comment a little bit on what you're saying, I think that please do because I need to drink my tea. <laughs> um, I would uh, agree that there is this feeling, uh, this a different energy this year than there has been the last few years. Um, to Bay Hope or to church, church in general? I can't speak to other churches, but to this church specifically. Um, it has felt more alive. It is, And that I don't think it's just because of a people thing, just because of a numbers thing. I just think in general, we didn't realize how much COVID had really sucked the life out of things. Um, how much it had like thr- thrown sticks into like our spokes, essentially. Um, how much energy we needed to restart back up everything. Um, and so I think that we're, we're finally, we are finally now to the point, like January hit and we are finally back to the point. It's like, okay, we're starting to get this thing back up again. Uh, it took us three years, man. Like yeah. literally it took us three years. We, we shut it down. And then it felt like the last two years we've been playing like shadow church a little bit or just like 50%, not just capacity or whatever, but like even as a church, 50, 60, 70%, it doesn't feel like we've been able to actually be who we are. Okay, let me stop right there because um, I'm the captain now. Uh, the <laughs> So that's good. Let's... let's, let's Talk about that in terms of spir- uh, in terms of formation, not necessarily spiritual formation, but in terms of goals versus we are being formed. Well, so this is what I wanted to say, though, okay. real quick, is I think in general what you're talking about is is like a really good thing for us to understand. Uh, however, if we don't have actual people in our community, if we don't have people a part of Bay Hope Church, whether it be through online, whether it be through West Chase or Lakeshore, the Harbor, student ministry, kids ministry, whatever. If we don't have people, we can't help with their formation at all. So like we do need people. Not that this is about numbers, not this is about like, oh, it's just really great to see people back or whatever. Like I think there's just as many new people here as there are people quote unquote back, whatever the heck that means. I agree. Um, And so I think out of... um, and so I, I, I think what you're saying is like a really good thing for us to keep in the back of our mind that like we are not after a specific goal. We are after a way of life. Uh, we are not after like a specific um, uh, like a model necessarily. Like we're not we're not assimilating people into be like a specific person. We are trying to help people along, like cultivate a, a way of life for people um, that will continually like, have a sustainability to it to make them um, resemble the person of Jesus a little more. Uh, and I think that that's really hard for us to understand because... 
us as a church or us as a people in as general? As people in general, because like there is a lot of nuance to that, mm. and our culture is not set up for nuance. What do you mean at all? <laughs> what do you mean? Tell me. Well, as we are as we are dealing with technologies, um, you know, and it's funny, but like the things that get amplified right now are things with zero nuance. Um, and it's the loudest person in the room. It's the most like absurd thing that's going to get the most eyes to it. And like AI and algorithms have been taught that like, that's the thing that we amplify. And like the way of Jesus is not necessarily like that. Mm. Um, at least in an outward inwardly, I think that there's a lot of that stuff that goes on where like it's, it is, um, not destructive, uh, but I mean, it is chaotic. Like, yeah. Well, it's just like this, it's a fight, you know, like it is this war that happens continually within us, but gets like the way that it expresses itself um, should be through love and through understanding and compassion and kindness, humility, generosity, all that kind of stuff, the fruits of the spirit. Um, and so, but you know, it's hard to point to like, I'm going to make my gold joy this year. It's like, well, what does that mean? You know, there's no, like you can't, pinpoint what joy actually is. You can't pinpoint what self-control looks like for every single person. It looks different. I do not struggle with drugs. I never have. But like there is someone who struggles and self-control to them is like a goal for the, or if you were to like goalify, um, yeah, that's, that, that's a word. Uh, you know, what self-control, it might be abstaining from drugs or something. You know, and that's obviously a very simplistic thing. But see, I would say that that's formation. That's not, that's not a goal. Sure. Well, okay. But even still, like, it's very hard to define, uh, you know, like, th- the fruits of the Spirit in a way to make them as, like, a goal of your life as opposed to how I live my life. When I live my life, these are the things that people see and experience. Sure, it's almost it's almost a distillation of if we want to get semantic about it, goals are like finish points of something. Yeah. Formation is lifestyle choices. Mm-hmm. So you're constantly choosing lifestyle choices. Yeah. Well, and and John Michael, uh, who was in here earlier today when we were talking about it, brought up a really great thing. Like the church exists essentially. We're not a factory. We don't we don't make carbon copies of the same thing. We don't have you know like. A, an assembly line, essentially, of people, we are a garden. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, like, we are continually, like, we are cultivating space for people to grow. Uh, and I, and I love the, I love, I've always loved the analogy of garden and agriculture and all that kind of stuff when it comes to the life of, of or to the way of Jesus. And, and it's not like a new thing or whatever, but, you know, like, there is something that happens between that when you put that seed in the ground when you cultivate the land around it, and then when it grows. I cannot make a seed grow. I can't. I can create a really great environment for that seed to grow, but something happens between when I put that seed in the ground and when it sprouts, and like I'm not a part of that necessarily. Does that make sense? Yeah, 100%. So like that's we as the church, kind of to your point about the formation and everything, we are cultivating um, the people of Jesus, cultivating spaces for the people of Jesus to grow, but it's ultimately God that does the growing and the forming. And um, but there, and there's a lot that we can do to harm that, um, or stop it, or um, make it a, a a more treacherous process. Mm. Um, but you know, on the flip side, there's a lot we can do to um, be generative in that process. Well, and there's also a lot that 
is out of our control that we might think is right. a hindrance. Well, and like then, that's that's kind of what I'm talking about too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's let's back up the truck even further. Then, <clears throat> so when we talk about spiritual formation, let's go to culturally right now. Um, I work with a lot of Gen Z. That I mean, obviously, Mads is technically. What are you, Gen Z, Gen Alpha? Are you Gen Z still? What is that? Is that Z or Alpha? That's Z, I think. I don't, it's like but I don't late know. Z. I don't know. They're, everything's fluid right now. So Madeline here is our... If anything, she's on like the line. Yeah. Um, she is our, let's just call her our Roots intern. Our Oaks intern, uh, Austin, is our good boy Austin. He's 23. He's technically Gen Z. I'm like a mid-millennial. You're like a mid-millennial. Yeah. So we're kind of on the lower end of the spectrum, hopefully. Um, Gen Z is 11 to 26. Oh, yeah, okay, so you're like smack in the middle of that. And I've got three Gen Z kids then. Yeah. Um, you have Gen Alpha kids, yes. which is crazy. So I work with a lot of the the Gen Z population, and I, I've i seen some interesting things happening in their formation. Okay. Some things that I can't really necessarily explain. And and I'll, I'll go by way of this. <clears throat> I have an iPhone. I I don't say I love objects, because that connotes something different, but I really like my iPhone. Uh, I some would say I'm addicted to my iPhone. I think most of us are addicted to our phones. Sure. I cannot imagine a world. I I cannot imagine leaving my house without my my iPhone. Right? Is this an intervention? No. Do you need help? No. Okay. I I don't. I don't. That's no. I don't need help with that. I don't want. Back help. off. Back I don't off. Want help. <laughs> back off of me. Okay. Back off. I might need it. I don't want it. My children. And even I, Mads might do this, and I know Austin does this sometimes. They'll just leave their phones at home and just leave. And no, I don't know if that's a generational thing. Keep I, going. I think it's a generational thing because there's this almost apathy to what this device can do. There's almost an apathy to because, like, I remember when I didn't have that. Mm-hmm. I remember what life was like when I didn't have all of the answers in my pocket. Okay. I remember what life was like when I couldn't just contact whomever I wanted to. And I'm not that popular. Well, because you're old. <laughs> <laughs> keep going. Keep going. I'm just. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know where to go, go from. You're old. So, uh, yeah, your phone. But, but, but the formation <laughs> is happening in that there's almost a rejection of technology now. Whereas like all the analysts, even five years ago, were going like, oh, man, this is going to be the most tech native. Gen- this is tech native. And they're going to be so plugged in online that everything. And like. I'm not seeing that necessarily. And so there's a weird formation when you back up. And like, I honestly feel like a lot of people in church prognostication got it wrong in that instance. I was one of them. Like five years ago, I'm thinking like, man, my kids, we're going to need to create gamer tags and Twitch tags and everything. And like, that's how they're going to do all these things. And meanwhile, most kids are not like that. Sure. Well, it's funny. It is funny. Like, uh, I've seen a slight shade of this with Caleb specifically, just because he's the oldest one who you know. Um, I do, and he. I've been kicked by him. <laughs> I kicked him. But it's fun. Like we grew up playing video games, and ev- seemed like every year graphically it got better. Got better. The the depth and the breadth and like the width of these games were just bigger and better. It was and awesome. Like, yeah, more realistic and all that kind of stuff. And Caleb plays simple, fun, almost NBA like, Jam ninety three like retro pixel games. Yep. You know, has no doesn't doesn't think they're remarkable 
you know, he'll play like we've played the the Ultimate Spider-Man game or whatever, uh, or the which Amazing Spider-Man looks game. amazing, yeah, which is wonderful, and like it's just normal to him, you know, like. But and for me, I was like, oh my gosh, can you? Um, can I'm swinging through New York. Well, just like we didn't have this, and like he had knows no different, you know, and would rather play a very simple retro type game on his like Kindle Fire or whatever. Um, but I wonder if you know, like it's a backlash to the last like few years and where like, because I, I don't know if I necessarily agree that like there's a, a disdain for technology. Um, I do think that there's probably something to the idea that like they've grown up with it. And so like, don't understand what it's like to not have it. That's what I'm saying. That's the formation part. I'm not saying there's a disdain or anything. I think it's just one of those like, like it's, it's a it's a known quantity. Right. It's, it's gotten like, so normalized that like oh, who cares? I mean, how many times and I don't mean this disparagingly, but how many times would you leave the house without your shoes? Well, I might be different <laughs> than some people. <laughs> you understand I'm the middle child. <laughs> Fair enough. But you know what I mean? Like when you become so used to something, mm-hmm. you just kind of like it doesn't it's not like a it's not a it's not a habit. It's not yeah. a thing. It's just like, well, that's there. You know, like I'm just going to leave the dishes in the in the sink type thing, mm-hmm. uh, not out of laziness, just like I just didn't even think of it. Yeah, like that's the formation that I'm seeing, and so like where I'm where I'm going with this in the church space is like, I don't think, I think it's great to have a bunch of people in the building. Don't get me wrong, I think it's great to have a bunch of people online. I think we need those community spaces. Like that's part of what that that's like one of the big pillars of what we do as a you church. You can't help form people if you don't have people. The, right, exactly. But like, what's the next step there? Because like I preached on Sunday and the one part that I kept getting stuck on as I was writing the message was I don't want to just tell people like, well, you got to keep doing more and more and more, like infinitely more, infinitely more, infinitely more. And so I I, I put in there specifically a line about, hey, the second you say yes to Jesus, that's just the beginning Mm -hmm. because that's like a miracle in and of itself that you are now saved forever and ever and ever. And now you get the chance to, you're not called, you're not commanded to, you get the chance to go do other stuff. Mm -hmm. And like, that's up to you. Like, what are we doing as a church about that? You know, sure. what are we doing as a church about uh, about pulling people into that formation space? Yeah. Is it is it just a Wednesday night programming? Well, is it- I think it's a it in some way it needs to like internalize. So what's really cool about the practicing the way stuff is it internalizes a way of life uh, rather than giving people the rule of life. Yeah, rather than just giving people a step by step process, there is some space for. You know, like how you internalize it and then how it expresses itself outwardly, uh, which I think is like a really great way to do that. You and I are very similar, but we're also very different. And so we experience life very differently. But I think if you were to look at some some of these tenets of, of the the practicing the way, nobody would disagree that like prayer is a bad thing. And like if I am to become more, to look more like Jesus or to be formed into more of like the image that God has created me to be, um, it's probably going to involve prayer in some way, shape or form. Mm. Uh, same with like resting. If I'm just like a nervous, anxiety ridden Tasmanian devil, just like chaotically spinning my way through life. Guilty. (laughs) Um, it is, if I if I would imagine that if I were to look more the way that God has created me to be, to be a reflection of who he is, God rested. So that means that I, in some way, shape, or form, need to also rest. 
Uh, and so, but it's hard to, you can give people examples, but you can't say you have to do this because hmm. then that's just legalism, hmm. you know, like a goal setting can become legalism. Like when it's, when it's like, uh, misinterpreted, you put in the cart before the horse, um, very similar to like the life of the beloved that like I I'm rereading right now. Um, right. but basically the, like Jesus, God loves us. And out of that, we are to be the people that God has created us to be. Not we do these things to be the people that God created us to be. Mm. You know, it, that's completely backwards. And mm. I think that's kind of what you're getting at, yeah, right? That's exactly it. Yeah. Um, Justin, when we talk about spiritual, spiritual formation, what's the first thing that pops, or formation in general over goal setting, what's the thing that pops into your head? Um, <clears throat> I feel like the thing that pops $5. into my What? Sorry? <laughs> Nothing. It's a joke and Austin and I have. Anytime somebody clears their uh, throat into the microphone, <clears throat> it costs them $5 into the swear jar. You know for a fact I don't I'll have $5 broke. to give you. $5. Especially because we filmed this after lunch. And, and you I had cheese. cheese. Yeah. Mm, and no. you had cheese for breakfast, too. You had that cheese pastry. I did. Yeah, I know right. you did. I forgot I know. About so that. you're like double cheese. Are you I having cheese for dinner cheese. tonight, too, buddy? Um, cheese pizza? Yes. Cheese Oh my goodness. Well, actually, no, because I'm having, well, who knows? Maybe. Because I'm having dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having dinner because um, I have Bible study and yeah. I have dinner there. So well, they just they just have like drawers of cheese, you know, just like. It might just be blocks. Yeah. Are you like a string cheese guy or do you like blocks of cheese? No, block, yeah. block all the way. I've never mm. loved string cheese. Yeah, I don't like, I don't, I don't know. It, it, it like tastes more processed to me. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. You guys you are that. crazy. You know what's crazy? The we'll if just, you wrap we'll, a string cheese. Yeah, and not about that. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get back to we'll get. Oh yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, we'll get back to Justin here in a second. Did you know what one of the most powerful <laughs> lobbies in all of Congress is the dairy lobby? I did know that. Did you know that there is nothing really special about milk? You know how much milk we used to drink as a kid, Mike. I have been talking about this. Yeah, from I know it is fascinating to me that our parents, mostly our mom. You know her, um, has like like hook line and sinker, just totally dove into the deep end with like our kids need to drink as much milk as possible. That's why I have this twitch. Yeah, this nervous twitch. That's why I'm bald. I've been shouting this from the rooftops for years. That's why I went and did that paleo stuff like ten or fifteen years yeah, ago. I know. I know. It's just, it's just fascinating to me. Yeah, but a little bit of cheese every now and then. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, it's fine, but like maybe not a gallon a day. We were thing. downing a gallon of milk a day between three kids, and mom then would complain that milk is so expensive, milk's so expensive yeah. and I don't know why it's yeah. this summertime and save your <laughs> cup. And so we'd have to save the cup, and then she'd make Kool Aid. We'd, we'd have two glasses of milk for dinner. Yeah. How? <laughs> I have not drank it. I, I, and I, we were not chubby. I mean, I was. You were not chubby. I had a little heft. You did not. <laughs> a little extra. Hey, hey. Hey, come on. You're being formed into a beautiful man. Beautiful young man. Hey, hey, hey. Don't let the world get you down, buddy. <laughs> Call BetterHelp, one of our sponsors today. <laughs> <laughs> Just suck down a Capri Sun when you get some... Anyways, what did you ask, Justin? Oh, uh, spiritual formation. wrapping up here? Sorry, buddy. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mean that. I was getting I serious. Question. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, spiritual formation or being formed over goal setting. What's the thing that comes to mind for you? Oh, um, are you talking about... So, like, with the church, spiritual are you formation? About? Or? I'm talking personally and with the church. 
Oh, okay. Ooh, those are two different things then. Okay, we'll do the do the easy one first. Mm. Well, I I feel like with the church, it's pretty simple. I know that um, a lot of times it's like a lot of like a lot of times I feel like churches will you know think like okay like all this stuff is changing, new technology and everything. What is the next step? to do to like keep up like what do we have to do to like stay relevant sort of thing i feel like that um a lot of times that can be the wrong way to think about it not that we should ever become complacent but that um there really has only ever been one step which is just you know to connect people sure. to a life-changing relationship with jesus and as long as we do that then everything else just kind of goes you know like whether it be um like you know should you know, if the question, like, there shouldn't really, I, I don't think, be a question of, should we start an online campus? The question should be, does that help connect people to a life-changing relationship with Jesus? Correct. If that's yes, Correct. then yes, then there should be an online campus. Um, I, I feel like that's the lens that should be viewed for, 100%. Like, for um, every, every, I guess, quote-unquote step. That's a, that's a really cool way of looking at that, dude. I don't, I, you know, like... I know there's been a lot of words spilled about a whole lot of topics at a church, but like if we could have just that filter <laughs> through everything. Well, yeah, it starts with a mission. If it doesn't fit in the mission, then yeah. what are we doing it for? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Keep going, buddy. I'm sorry. Just I cut like you your, off. Yeah. Your life is. I sleeping. was just giving you like all of the plaudits for being brilliant there. Also, I was letting Austin walk <laughs> behind you. you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey. Yeah. He's over there. I don't know if you can see him. There he, there he is. is. Yeah. Hey. Visual gags work real well in an audio <laughs> podcast medium. Uh, anything, anything else to add to that? Uh, well, it, as as far as personal, um, I I mean, I feel like that could. Now that I think about it, I feel like it could be viewed through the same lens. Heck yeah, it could. Um, Heck and a. Know, it, it is what you're doing, connecting people or helping to connect people to a life changing relationship with Jesus, um, or is it getting in the way of that? Hmm. And because um, I feel like more often than not, it's it's one of those two things. And that doesn't mean that like, OK, like is me eating, connecting people to a life changing relationship with Jesus? No, but like, you know, eventually it'll help you, you know, survive. And then eventually you can connect people. So that <laughs> that's one thing. But um, yeah, I, I feel like looking at it through the same lens, probably. I, I agree. Uh, I just got done. I have like a new mantra, you know. The power of mantras in your life. Um, there's a I just got the secret. <laughs> the secret. Don't, <laughs> don't tell anybody don't, on the internet. You, you materialized it. Uh, yeah, but our, my new mantra for this entire year has been um, a I'm, series of things, and my filter has been uh, I I expand in God's love, mm-hmm. God's abundant provision, mm-hmm. and God's success, and I inspire others to do the same. And that's been my filter for everything this year. And so far, it's been pretty cool. And if, I, if it doesn't align to that, whatever that part, sure. God's love, God's abundant provision, or God's success, that's a, and you can fit a lot of things into those categories, but there's some things you can't fit into those categories. Sure. And then you just chuck it out. Quick note. Like that. It's a little long for a mantra. You're a little long for a mantra. <laughs> also, it's not your mantra, so shut up. No, I'm just saying. I'm just, mantras are normally, you know, like... A, I'm not Buddhist, Mike. I'm just... Hey, you use the word mantra. You know, you want to use that for like a your mantra life is mission. just A mantra is it's just a saying that you repeat to yourself no. over and over and over. And so every morning in, in my prayer time, I open with... Hey, Siri, what's a mantra? 
Yeah, we're going to ask all the AI people. <laughs> a mantra or mantram is a sacred utterance, a numinous sound, a syllable. Or? Word or group of words. Or a group of words. No, in Sanskrit <laughs> and other languages. It didn't say a paragraph of words. I just want to say. It's I, a sentence. It's got 10 words. <laughs> it does not have 10 words. It has more than 10 words. Let's count them. <laughs> I expand in God's love, abundant provision, and success, and inspire others <laughs> to do the same. 15 words. That's too long. You're what too long. A mantra is a word, sound, or phrase that is repeated over and over again, often yeah. during meditation or prayer. They're used a way to promote relaxation, calmness, and spiritual growth. All, yeah. I, all so I said, all I said is quick note. That's it. That just that's a quick note. <laughs> you, I'm getting, I'm getting ahead of the YouTube commenters. You the are, army. you are wrecking my spiritual formation right now with some reckless love. <laughs> uh, do we have anything to add before we no. play? Um, Russian oh. roulette? No. no uh, Russian before we roulette. <laughs> chat GPT roulette. No, no, it's um, podcast pop quiz. Yeah, podcast, podcast pop quiz. I have a clock right here, just okay. so Justin doesn't have to do it, but he can put it up. Uh, so the topic du jour was what we were trying to find a podcast on. Capri Suns, Capri Suns a I mean, podcast about Capri Suns. Just, yeah, that's fine. Or do we want to wear Capri Sun as the sponsor? No, 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 no. I don't think we'll find that. I just think a podcast about Capri, Capri Suns. Suns. Okay. Yeah. So we're gonna, mark. we're gonna put, by the way, this is the la last part thing we're gonna do in this episode. We're gonna put 60 seconds right here. Justin, is that no, okay? 30 seconds. 30 seconds right 60 here. 60 seconds yeah, is too long. long. Ready? Yeah. On your mark, get set, go. Okay, go. podcast about Capri Sun. All right, what do we got? This is not my fault that the internet is taking so long. Oh my goodness. The internet just decided not. Most extreme podcast, Capri Sun. I mean, it's right there. Capri Sun Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, it. Sporting Kansas City. Yeah. Uh, Capri Sun Champagne Tears podcast on audible.com. It is right there. Capri yeah. Sun. Right. Oh, we did it. Hey. That, that, and that's with an internet stutter that there. Quick. Yeah, that happens. Hey, uh, thanks so much for joining us on the adventure, mystical adventures of ChatGPT and the weekday. We'll talk to you next time with more fun. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Hey, thanks for tuning in to Bay Hope TV. Be sure to like and share these videos with your friends as it really does help this channel out. And be sure to subscribe for more Bay Hope TV content. As always, thanks for watching.